All right, connected. Being connected. You remember we've gone over quite a few things up until this point. Connected to God, connected to each other, connected to family, connected to the body of Christ was last week. Today I wanted to talk a little bit to you about being disconnected. All we've been focusing on is how to connect. Well, what if you connect and you get disconnected? You know, we've laughed about it over cell phones and that sort of thing, but have you ever been disconnected? On your phone, in relationship, in marriage, in church, at your job, with your boss, with your coworkers, with God. Have you ever been disconnected? Anyone? Bueller? We get disconnected. It happens honestly too easy. And a lot of times we don't know we're disconnected. There was one time, I, I'm going to share something pretty funny at us. Can I share this? About um, you and I being on the phone and... Elizabeth and I were on the phone, and uh, we're having a great conversation. Right, I was trying to. We were fighting. We weren't getting along. And either she had been on the phone trying to leave a voicemail for someone, or I was, but we clicked over and were talking to each other. You were leaving a voicemail for one of the deacons or the elders at the church, the deacon's wife. And, was, and I called in, and here we go. And by some fluke thing, we got disconnected. It wasn't fluke. I hung, I hung up. I will tell you, she and I, mainly me, have grown up a lot since then. I don't hang up on her anymore, but this was years ago. But I hung up, and she didn't know I hung up. So this other person's answering machine was still rolling. And she kept talking. So we got to church that night, and this deacon's wife is standing there ready to talk to Elizabeth saying, is everything okay? Elizabeth's like, yeah, why? She's like, well, I had a voicemail. Have you ever been disconnected and you didn't know it? I mean, is this real life or what? Husbands and wives, do y'all ever not get along? <laughs> it's real. We make mistakes, we get disconnected, and we don't know it. Sometimes we do know it. I knew it. She didn't. Oh, yeah, she's, she's talking, 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 and then all of a sudden, boop, and she's like, oh, no. What's happened? Well, let's start there, being disconnected. And I want you to, I want you to know something um, kind of interesting. Jesus got disconnected. Jesus, while hanging on the cross, got disconnected from God. Why? Why? Why did that connection break? It says in Matthew 27, about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, and I'm going to go to the English translation, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
why do I not hear you? Why do I not feel you? Why do I not sense you? What, what Jesus saying to the Father, what happened? Why, while Jesus hanging on the cross for you and for me, for the world, why was he disconnected with God? Why? Shout it out. Sin. At that moment, Jesus was identified with all of the sin of the world. Jesus went to the cross to pay for your price for your sin. The only way he could do that is by taking it. Jesus, who knew no sin, took your sin to the cross and paid the price for it. Now, not only did he go through a pain, terrible pain, not only did he have the sin of the world laid on him, which I can't imagine how that had to have felt. Don't you know he felt that? How do you feel when you're carrying around one sin? Think about it. He carried the whole sin, everyone's sin, including the one you're feeling bad about right now. He's already carried that. But not only that, not only the pain, not only the stress and the overwhelming feel of sin in, on him, the connection between him and God was removed. I think that was the kicker. I think when that hit, he gave, he, that's it. No more fight. Let's take this on to the grave. Let's take this sin where it needs to go. So sin... Jesus identified, was identified with sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He became sin who knew no sin, so that we might become his righteousness. Sin separates us from God. You think you're special? You think it doesn't? It separated Jesus. It separates you. Your sin separates you from God. Let's take it another step further. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden His face from you so that He will not hear. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? At that time, God had turned, turned from Jesus holding the sin. That sin was being paid for. Sin separates us from God. It becomes in between us, between us and God, and it hides God's face from us. And he doesn't. Here. Now, church, as I was studying this morning and over the last week, it's easy to take a repentance and a sin teaching and say, I know this, please move on. But that's the problem. We as Christians that are following Christ do not do a good enough job with repentance. Why do you think the church is lacking power? Repentance. What is the key to revival in our nation? Repentance. It's repentance. It's not great music. 
It's not great services. It's hearts turning to God. That will change someone's life. Not a great children's program. Not a great picnic. Even though it rained, we had a great picnic. Repentance. People turning their hearts to God. Church, I will tell you, this is as much for the church as it is for the unsaved, the unchurched. Repentance. Everybody say repentance. As a Christian, as someone that's following Christ, have you ever felt like your prayers aren't being answered? I have. Do you ever feel like God's not hearing you? Church, a great place to start is repentance. Repenting of unrepented sin. I find it funny. I, have a, I use Word or pages in a, um, on my computer, and some scriptural words they don't get, like unrepented. It just kept an underlined under it, and I'm like, unrepented? Is that not a word? Unrepented sin, sin that has not been repented of. Sin you haven't dealt with. Maybe it's from your past. Oh, good Lord, are we bringing up the past? Yeah! Yes! You want clean? Let's get clean. Let's get right. Maybe it's sin you didn't even know you had. You know, there are things that I did as a, even as a Christian, but because I didn't know God's Word, I didn't know what I was doing was wrong. Does that make it not wrong? Well, ask a police officer. Go break one of his laws, whether you know, their, know the law or not. Go break it and see if he'll let you by with it. He won't. It's our responsibility to know it. If you're going to drive, it's your responsibility to know the laws for driving. What are the laws of God? I'm glad you asked. It's in the Word of God. There's an instruction manual. When you were born, it came with an instruction manual. It's the Bible. So repentance. Maybe you're still in that sin. What is repent? What is sin? Sin is disobedience to God. And you know what? You may be here for the first time. You may not have been in church your whole life. And this may be completely new. Great. Great. Have you ever messed up? Have you ever disobeyed? Have you ever done something that was just completely wrong? That's in, in uh, religious terms, in scriptural terms, that's called sin. Ultimately, it's disobedience to God. It's disobedience to His Word, to His way. And you may not even know that you're doing it. You know, if you don't have the Word in you, you don't have a standard to stand up against. You don't have that, where is the line? I don't know where the line is. What, you know what a standard is? Church, we need standards. Our kids need standards. I will tell you that if your children are loved but know where the standard is, they will meet it. But so, unfortunately, we don't have standards. You need the measuring stick to go by. Sin will cut off the power. It will break the connection. David. You guys all know David from from Bible. David and Goliath, right? David was king. And you all know what was something that God said over David, right? He was a man after God's own heart. Right? 
But go look at the stuff David did. David did plenty of bad stuff. He had sex outside of marriage. He murdered outside of marriage. He tried to ruin the guy's life and then married the woman and just had all kinds of problems. He did all kinds of dumb stuff. But David had a repentant heart. David had a repentant heart. But you know, David is king. And you know what David's used to? He's used to God blessing him. He's got blessings all around him. From when he was out on the farm and here comes Samuel and anoints him as king. He's some uh, shepherd and God anoints, uh, Samuel anoints him as king and he goes through all this stuff with Saul and finally becomes king and God blesses him and blesses him and blesses him. Then all of a sudden there's a famine. And David's like, something's wrong. God's blessing somehow has gotten hung up in heaven. There's something wrong because God should be blessing me. I know God. God knows me. I know how to worship him. I know how to seek him. I know how to love on him. And something's happened. Now, are you in your life and you would say, something's broke down. I am just not getting through to heaven. What did David do? Does anybody remember this? There was a famine in the land for three years. What did David do? He inquired of the Lord. God, I'm out here running a thousand miles an hour and things just don't seem to be getting to me from you. What's happened? You know what God said? Saul before you messed up with a group of people. He killed people that he shouldn't have killed. Now this, was, this wasn't even David. This was stuff in their past. This was stuff previous to them that is affecting his life. Saul broke covenant. And you're paying for it. Our nation is paying a price for decisions that have been made, and we're paying for it. What did David do? He went and made it right. He repented and he made it right. And what did God do? Open the floodgates back up. What can you learn from that story? Inquire of the Lord. Get in his word, start praying to him, Lord, what have I, what have I missed? What hidden sin do I have in my heart? You know what? We have looked through generational curses. Anybody here ever battled a generational curse? Something that happened to your dad and that, his dad and his dad and his dad? Well, there's a pattern going on here. And my word tells me that shouldn't be happening to me. What's wrong? Well, let's get aggressive. Church, what good does a building do if we're walking around not repenting? not really moving our hearts toward God. We don't need a building. We need right hearts. The building will come. We get our hearts right. We obey the word of God. We'll get the building. You can't stop it. You can't stop the kingdom of God. You can't. It's the only thing that's going to be lasting. It's the only thing that's going to last. Everything else is going. David recognized a broken connection. Back to Jesus. John chapter 3 verse, 1 John chapter 3 verse 4. It says, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Verse 6, no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Let me ask you a question. Have you sinned? Did you know that there are people that walk the earth that think they haven't? 
Have you sinned? Well, let me get ahead of myself just a little bit and just go to this scripture, Romans 3.23. All have sinned. Now, we may be at, a, at an impasse right here for just a moment. Do you really believe the Word of God? If you're playing a game, we're going we're gonna to get hung up right here every time. You need in your heart for the Word of God to be proven. You need to prove it. There are so many times in my life that I, that I walk things out asking the Lord, prove yourself here, Lord. I'm trusting you. I'm stepping off a cliff, trusting your word. You're going to have to prove yourself. And you would think, you know, I'm 43 years old. I've been saved since I was five. I was spirit-filled when I was 17. You'd think I wouldn't have to go through that anymore. But unfortunately, the next challenge that faces me, I'm there standing again at God going, God, I know you did this. I know you've given me breakthrough in my life and my family and my marriage and my church, every area, but I just don't feel it right here. I just don't know that you'll catch me. Prove yourself. I'm going to step off and I'm going to trust your word. If you have not completely sold out to the fact that God's word is true, that's where we need to start. Prove God's word. Start walking it out and let him show you that he is faithful to his word. But if you don't believe the word of God totally from start to finish, then how can you grab hold of this to say, I have sinned? It says all have sinned. Whether you believe it or not, according to God's word, all of you have. I have. You have. We all have. Ice cream. By the way, the staff cleaned house on homemade ice cream Sunday. You guys are going to have to get your game up. Zach got first place. I got second place. So next year, y'all need, need to step up and beat us. Huh? Yeah, Ron Nelson wasn't anywhere to be found. I don't, I don't know what happened to him on the ice cream. but <laughs> Sin. Sin. All have sinned. You know what? You've come in here and your life's fallen apart. Great. You qualify for God. You qualify. You fit. God's ready to change your life. All have sinned. All your neighbors, your parents, your spouse, your kids, all. But God loves us, right? Does God love us? Does he want us with him? Did he send his son to die for us? Does he want to talk with us and walk with us and be with us? Then if sin disconnects us, don't you think that God would give us a way back? Every time. He knows I'm going to fall down and mess up. He knew it when Jesus died on the cross. He already knew all the times I would fall down and mess up. And he went ahead and paid the price for me there. He went to the counter and said, I know everything he's going to do. From the time he's born until the time he dies. Here's the check. Paid for. What you've walked in here with and you're struggling with, the Lord has already paid the price for it. You just need to accept it. Stop walking around with your sin. God can free you of it. He can free you of it. Everyone. He desires everyone to come to Him. 2 Peter chapter 3. 
verse 9 says, The Lord's not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Are you disconnected from God? Are you disconnected from God? Repentance. What is repentance? What is repentance? Repentance is saying, I'm sorry for what I've done. And I'm going to turn from what I've done and go the other direction and stop doing it. Repentance is just not saying sorry. Have you ever had a child that has made a terrible mistake and all they say is sorry? Sorry is good. But sometimes they say sorry just to end the conversation and get on back to what they were doing. They just want out of the torture of a parent yelling at them. Sorry. Sorry what? What do you mean sorry? Sorry, let me out of this conversation or sorry, I'm not going to do that anymore. Repentance is not just saying I'm sorry. Repentance is saying I'm sorry. I've been disobedient to you, Lord, and I'm going to turn from that disobedience and return to you. What sin are you struggling with? What sin are you struggling with? I just want to encourage you right now, ask the Lord. What do I need to come clean with? What's not clean? Father, in Jesus' name, over all the past of Church on the Hill and on on this church and the pastors and the people and the last 50 years that this church, 60 years has been in existence. Lord, is there any any business that hasn't been taken care of? I just thank you, Lord, that you have led us and guided us to here. But Lord, you do not identify with sin. It separates us. Jesus, you identified with all of the sin. But God, sin separates us. Lord, in my family, in my marriage, over my entire family, I just give you the right to show us what may be, hang- what may be lurking in the darkness in my heart in my family. And Lord, I just want to ahead of time to just say, Lord, whatever it is, I just repent. Over church on the hill and as the pastor of this church, I repent. Lord, there's so many mistakes that are made and so many times we make mistakes and they go unrepented. Lord, I repent. Would you make that step today? to acknowledge the fact that you may be carrying around some unrepented sin. Maybe it's relationship-based. Maybe it's financially-based. Maybe it's um, alcohol or drugs or pornography or um, thoughts. My goodness, the thoughts that we have. Lord, I just turn my heart completely to you and just say, shine your light in my heart. Let me come clean. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. If we walk in the light as he is in the light and we have fellowship with one another, then the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Mikey, go to my last slide, 1 John 1, 9. 
If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and purify us of unrighteousness. Church, how do we start? Number one is confession. Tell it to God. God, I did this. You know I did this. I know I did this. But Lord, your word says to confess it. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me for doing that. It is my desire to stop doing that. I make a commitment to stop doing that and turn from that thing and I turn to you, to your word, to your righteousness. Cleanse me by your blood. Cleanse me by your blood where I've gotten dirty and I cannot get clean. Cleanse me. Purify me by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I just want to ask you, what are you hanging on to and why are you hanging on to it? Let go of it today. If you want to write it down on one of the little offering, little envelopes we have with the pins back there and you want to put it on the altar today, none of us, I promise, will look at it, we'll burn it. We'll have a burning session right after service. And we'll just let the Lord have those. Don't leave here with your sin. Come clean. You may be here today and you may have never made that first step. You may say, man, this is all new to me. It says that all of sin, sin and fall short of the glory of God. But if, the, if you will confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus is Lord, that you will be saved. Would you make that declaration today? Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Make that decision today. Turn our hearts, Lord. Heal our land, Lord. Heal our city. Heal our nation. As I prayed this morning over Putnam County that the Spirit of God would just fall on the churches in Putnam County. And that, Lord, people would turn back to you. Turn in this city. Turn in our families. Thank you, Lord. Bring revival to Putnam County, Lord. Bring a revived heart to Putnam County, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Will you all stand up with me? Let's just sing. As Zach leads us in song, I just ask you to search your heart. Those that are praying, come on down. We're just going to open up the altar to any type of prayer that you have, any type of need that you have. Let's just let the Lord move in our hearts right now. As